remember early March, Summit League tournament was in town. There were some measures taken to keep us all safe and sanitized in the Denny Sanford Premier Center. But we got the games in. USD women had the crowd roaring in another showdown with the Jackrabbits on Super Tuesday. And then a couple days later, three days later, it was all done. Conference tournaments all over the country. NCAA tournament canceled. And then we learned earlier this week the timeline for St. Thomas possibly joining the Summit League. And Augustana getting campus visits from Summit League officials and perhaps a vote on whether the Vikings will be invited. Well, like everything else in sports and in life, Craig, that's all been put on hold. There's a lot of questions and uncertainties right now about all of that. Yeah, crazy. Um, And, you know, for the Summit League, uh, their tournament has always been a week before all of the other conference tournaments. And uh, Commissioner Dupal, breathing a sigh of fresh air, they were able to get it in. But nobody was expecting what was going to happen three days later. Yeah. So there's a lot to get to with the present and future of the Summit League and all of college athletics. Because, uh, Craig, you cited a report just a few minutes ago that we'll get to with uh, Commissioner Dupal about if anybody's going to get to join Division One athletics that is trying to move up from Division Two or like St. Thomas, which would be unprecedented, Division Three, And uh, so it's quite a time to have the commissioner on the tires, tires, tires family. But we thought, let's get him on so we could, we, excuse me, so we could stop wondering, you know, wondering to ourselves, well, what is going to happen? That, that should push things back. Uh, well, let's, let's, let's hear from him. Uh, interesting times, Commissioner. You, uh, you, you're now in Sioux Falls, and I can't imagine uh, how the, the items that are on your plate, how they have changed since the end of the Summit League tournament and this pandemic. Uh, they certainly have changed, and rapidly. Uh, you had mentioned earlier that you know, we, we were fortunate to get our, our tournament in, um, and very fortunate that we didn't have any issues um, to address uh, relative to COVID-19 at the tournament. But uh, who would have thought uh, the evening after we crown our champions, two days later, you know, we canceled all spring sports and the NCAA Final Four got uh, got canceled as well. And so it's been a very hectic, you know, very hectic time to say the least. What was the conversations like with other members uh, with with conference commissioners uh, following the tournament? Maybe that that next Wednesday. What what things were you talking about? Well, obviously everybody was tracking on what was happening, and it was happening per hour, uh, and it really flowed into Thursday's conversations. Uh, where one tournament after another was canceling or, you know, interruptions to their tournament and while, while they were playing it. Uh, so, so it happened very rapidly. We were able to, to get on the phone and speak to a number of our board members and another, a lot of our athletic directors. And um, Mindy and I were coordinating those calls and trying to take as many and make as many as we could to make some informed decisions. Um, but by Thursday evening, we had decided, well, we've got to cancel, you know, everything all the way till March, which probably about 20 conferences did at that time. And then Friday, it happened. So that particular Friday, it happened so rapidly with the, uh, the NCA, well, the NBA, 
actually took some lead role in, in some uh, testing, and then uh, the NCAA canceled their Final Four, and so that, that just made it by Friday evening. All spring sports were canceled, uh, not only in our conference, but uh, so, so many. And we were all dealing with uh, taking the lead and information from the NCA and obviously watching the news reports and uh, so forth. But it, it was probably the most hectic time that, that we've ever had. You mentioned we were fortunate to have the Summit League tournament be completed and be one of the last and only ones in the country that were completed because it was one of the first, at least on the men's side. A lot of the women's had, I think, already been determined. But in your mind, knowing what you know now, was it the right thing to do to still have the tournament? Boy, I I wonder about that all the time. Uh, Knowing what we did at the time, uh, we took the precautionary actions and uh, really visited with the um, the uh, you know the premier center. Uh, made sure that we were addressing what we could. Uh, so we made those decisions on the information we had at the time, uh, knowing you know what came out of it uh, two three days later. You know we can always question ourselves. Yeah, Tom Dupel, the commissioner of the Summit League. Here on Craig and John, Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230, and KWSN.com in Sioux Falls. Summit League obviously does not have football as one of its sanctioned sports, but it does have fall sports. What kind of sense are you getting from the college athletic administrative community about if we're going to have fall sports? Well, um, I will say more concerning um, for me and for, for our uh, presidents, it, it's not sports right now. Uh, I'm concerned, and, and we're all concerned, about the enterprise of higher education. Um, you know, that has to be our top priority. Uh, we need to get them up and running before we even think about having sports. And, you know, they are, they are going to be facing some significant decreases in state appropriations, um, you know, who knows what if their giving is going to be as high with the reduction in, in, you know, the economy and so forth. So that's our first priority is get the enterprise of higher education and our members up and running. And then we can think about playing sports in the fall. Tom, let's start with St. Thomas. Uh, they uh, were expected to maybe get a decision a week from tomorrow from the NCAA, the Division One Council. What's the timeline now on the council? When do you think they will meet, and when do you think they could make that decision whether they can move from D three to D one? Yeah, we've had we've been working on that for um, a long time. Uh, you know, myself and working on it over a year now. Um, but uh, that particular item has been placed on the uh, June agenda for the uh, council, and I totally understand it. Uh, right now, the council's dealing with, uh, you know, the fallout from the financial impact of the, not having the final four from the NCA. They're also dealing with the issue of name, image, and likeness and being pressured, you know, by states that have enacted laws and uh, Congress wanting them to come up with some of those answers. So that's what they're going to be dealing with here, you know, at the uh, April meeting. Now, they've also instituted a uh, May meeting that they're going to be addressed that issue as well. So the St. Thomas issue has been moved to uh, the uh, June meeting. Shouldn't have any timing problems being delayed just a couple of months, right, Tom, if they go ahead with it? Oh, absolutely. You know, that's eight weeks, and 
uh, you know, I was just talking to their athletic director about an hour ago, and, you know, it gets down to scheduling. And, um, you know, what their future is going to be, you know, they've been kicked out. They don't have a home to go back to. And, you know, what's plan A and B and C? And we've reviewed a lot of those and uh, what the options are. But, uh, you know, we're committed. We want them. Our board is 100% on trying to get them in. And uh, we'll, we'll just let this thing play out. What kind of sense did you have, Tom, of St. Thomas's uh, chances of becoming that first team to be able to move up from Division Three to Division One, and how, if any, have those chances been altered with this delay and when the decision will be made? Well, it's it's like any any uh, organization. You you go through the the processes, and uh, the wheels sometimes uh, move slowly, but they move nonetheless, and. Uh, so part of it was going through some committee work, uh, strategic vision and planning committee. Uh, it's not only St. Thomas, but they wanted to put a in place a process in which if this ever came up again, um, that there would be a process in place. So that's the first step is getting this process in place. And uh, it made it past the strategic vision and planning committee, which is very positive. And now it gets up to the G, um, to the Division One Council to move forward. So um, there's some hiccups along the way, but I, I think they're they're really uh, going to move forward and uh, try to address this issue for us. It's Tom Dupel, the commissioner of the Summit League, joining us on Sports Talk with Craig and John, Fox Sports 98.1 AM 1230 and KWSN.com. There was supposed to be a site visit scheduled uh, of Summit League presidents and chancellors to come to Sioux Falls and a site visit to Augustana. You told us uh, that it was going to be in early May. Is it still scheduled for early May? Yes, yes. Uh, we're still for, full speed ahead with that, uh, with that site visit. Um, the visit will be virtual, uh, obviously, um, you know, with the Zoom meeting of it. Um, so we've we're going uh, full speed from our office and, and also from Augie's uh, information that they've submitted, which has been very good. Their, their president and AD have done a great job of uh, creating information for our committee and for our uh, ADs and presidents to review. So we'll have that meeting uh, beginning of, uh, of May. Mid-May. You cited when you chatted with us about this last time back in March, right before the Summit League tournament, that you know, there was one particular president that said the, the Augustana leaders will have to change narrative and change minds because of their small enrollment, 2,100, and their endowment, which is $90 million, and, uh, of course, far smaller than St. Thomas and... Uh, Oral Roberts is 38, Omaha 72, Western Illinois 60, for the record. Um, first of all, was there more than one president or just one president that had that kind of uh, sentiment about Augustana? And ha- do you sense that any changing of minds has occurred since then? Well, I, I can say this. I know uh, their president has been uh, visiting and speaking uh, with our membership. Um, I'm not privy to those conversations, so I really can't, you know, I don't know. I can't comment on that, uh, what, what those conversations have been like. Um, but, you know, she's trying to change that uh, uh, that narrative that I mentioned to you, and hopefully that, you know, for her sake, that she's made some progress in, in those areas. Uh, 
how many officials will the entire president's council be in on this virtual tour? No, no. We have a uh, probably a nine-person site uh, visit and interview. We'll interview probably about nine members of, of uh, uh, Augustana, and uh, we'll have probably nine as well. But all of the information will be shared um, that they present to us and present to the committee. Uh, it's all already been shared with all the members of the Joint Council, which is our ADs, um, and our senior women's administration uh, administrators, plus the faculty athletic reps also uh, receive this information, as well as the President's Council. So everybody has, uh, and they've had it since January, all the information um, that we've asked them to provide us on a profile. And so we will be following up with that to codify a lot of the questions that we ask of the information that they submitted. And uh, we're also going to be able to take uh, a virtual tour of their campus that they're putting together for us. So um, it's going to be a, a pretty good, and, and they'll get their fair shot, there's no doubt. Uh, and just for details' sake, you said nine people representing the Summit League will be on this virtual campus tour and interview. So how many members from the league and how many uh, members representing the other schools in the league will be on that? Committee. Well, there'll be three from our office, myself, Mindy, and, and uh, Cody, our compliance coordinator. Um, very important aspect. And so that'll be the three that uh, from the Summit League, and we'll have a presidential representation. Uh, we'll have uh, one, two, three, four, you know, athletic directors, senior women's administrators, and a faculty athletic rep uh, also on that committee. Uh, have, have any have any of the members of the Summit League office, or I guess for that matter, any presidents from these other schools uh, that you know of, including yourself, visited the Augustana campus physically? You know, my guess is some of the uh, campus, you know, probably the Dakotas presidents, I would say, have been on campus a time, you know, time or two. I had an opportunity to take my own tour. Um two weeks ago on campus um, by myself. It was that one day it was 70 out, and then the <laughs> next two days later it was about 28 and icy. <laughs> so I took advantage of that day. So, uh, you know, we, you know, I've been able to do that. Uh, and it's a nice campus. It's uh, about a block wide and six blocks long between, you know, <laughs> ironically, uh, Summit Avenue yeah. uh, shares one side of it uh, um, with their campuses on the south side. Our sports complex is on the south side. Uh, very unique baseball. Uh, great, great facility, you know, with the artificial turf on it and the way it's tucked in behind the uh, uh, the arena really makes it uh, uh, nice and probably protects it from getting some north winds on it as well. <laughs> I, I know you don't get a vote, but what, do you have a sense that the campus size to go along with the enrollment and the endowment are going to be issues uh, when it comes to being a fit for the Summit League compared to St. Thomas, which you know has always felt like you know the apple of everybody's eye for that league? Well, and I'll, I'll be uh, perfectly clear, and, and I, and I want to make sure you know the listeners understand um, Augustana is a completely separate issue than St. Thomas, and St. Thomas had their own, you know, day in court, and or, you know, and so will Augustana. But the, the, they're completely separate issues. 
Um, and comparisons, you know, everybody can make a lot of comparisons as as we do, but uh, you know, everybody's evaluated on its own merits. Um, you know, when we brought in Kansas City, uh, you know, that was evaluated on its own merits as well, and and so so will this. And uh, you know, there's just a lot more than um, when you evaluate a program and just the size of campus or what the campus looks like or or so forth. And so th- there's a, a lot of criteria that that'll go into into that as well. Will there be a vote uh, that same day in mid-May? Oh, no, 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 no. Um, that information, that the, all the presidents have a vote. All the presidents and chancellors have a vote. And so they'll get the report from the uh, from the uh, um, committees and get an update from the joint council. And uh, so all the presidents will, will get a vote. Do you know? So do you when? Do you know when that vote will be? Uh, it's scheduled at the end of May, and um, we, you know, we hope to get that vote done probably in a day or two after our meeting. All right, Tom Dupel, the commissioner of the Summit League, here on Sports Talk with Craig and John. I don't know if this is um, a chink in the armor. We're talking about two schools that want to move to Division One. Email was sent on Friday to the NCAA president from five major football conference commissioners asking the NCAA to relax some requirements and competing at the Division One level. They also uh, asked for a moratorium to be placed on schools moving into Division One for the length of the waiver, which they're asking for four years. Your reaction on hearing and that, do you know if President Emmert will rule on this? Well, that'll go to, uh, first it'll go to Division One Council, then it'll get reviewed by the Division One Presidential Group and then the Division One Board of Directors, which we have members on all three of those. Um, you know, that's a recommendation. Uh, it was interesting that that moratorium was put in with uh, waivers to particular issues such as grant and aid and sports sponsorships. The moratorium and and uh, those waiver issues are completely separate, and uh, we'll state our case on that. And the other thing that that um, goes in, if you really read that uh, that letter, those that uh, are in the process. Obviously, we we think we're well into the process with both. Uh. Any idea of a timeline on the ruling on this from uh, the president? Is this something they'll try to deal with in May or June at their meetings with the Division One Council? Um, I would think it'll start to come up for discussion in uh, April, uh, Division One Council, and probably, you know, everybody's gotten it now, but I don't know if there'll be a ruling uh, here shortly. You know, obviously, we just had it for May. We've had one conversation um, this week with the commissioners on it, um, but then and which this we could derail. That. Yeah, you're Are not you? worried though that this could. Uh, you're not worried that this could derail uh, St. Thomas and Augie's move to Division One. Well, you know, obviously there's concerns. You know, uh, it's another hurdle, and obviously we're we're jumping all the hurdles that get put in front of us. So it's another issue we were going to have to address for sure. 
Hey, last one we have, and that goes to the number of teams in the league, particularly for men's and women's basketball. Tom Dupel, the commissioner of the Summit League, and you know, it's currently at nine. UMKC is going to replace Fort Wayne. If St. Thomas were to get in and start in fall of 2021, like both the parties would like, then that makes 10 teams, and that makes a lot of coaches and athletic directors happy for a balanced slate of games. So the question is, is that the ideal number, and how does that, and how would that affect Augustana's chances of getting in the league if it would become, say, the 11th team? Or the 10th team if St. Thomas doesn't get their granting from Division Three to Division One, if you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, those are good hypothetical questions. Uh, you know, let's just take what we just had this past year. We had nine really great basketball we had a team that was ranked 11th in the nation in women's basketball. Um, you know, that's as good as we've ever had in men's or women's basketball, the highest rank ever. Uh, and it's based off us having nine teams. Can it be done with nine teams? Oh, absolutely. And we've done that uh, with nine teams, you know, for the last number of years. Uh, I don't think we're caught up in the numbers. You know, 10's ideal uh, when you come to a balanced schedule. Um, but we can make it work with uh, 9, 10, or 11, or 12. You know, a, a numbers, uh, you know, doesn't really make any difference to us. Uh, we want to get the right fit, uh, get the right teams in here, and uh, we'll, we'll make a schedule work. How solid does Western Illinois feel like in the league for years to come? How solid? Was that the question? Yeah, how, like how, how strongly do you feel that they'll, they'll be around? Well, they've been around since 1982 as one of the original <laughs> yeah. charter members. And uh, uh, are they hurting financially? Answer to that is yes. Every one of our institutions is hurting financially. Is enrollment going to be down across all of our institutions? Very high, high possibility of that uh, all across the country and particularly across the uh, upper Midwest. Uh, it, it's down in all the states. Um so that that is a concern, and again, that's that's the enterprise that we're talking about, um, you know, of higher education and and the economic impact that uh, this, the virus has had on those programs. You know, that is all not positive. Yeah, heavy times. Quite a time to be an athletic administrator at at any level, and hopefully, knowing your love of Chislick, that you, you've fallen in love with all the places in Sioux Falls. Most of them are hopefully. Still uh, providing takeout, and there's still some way to enjoy <laughs> yes. the taste of Sioux Falls, Commissioner, as you as you live through the times the way all of us do. Yeah, it, it's been tough, and then you know my heart goes out to those frontliners in the healthcare industry right now. We're out there every day battling it, and um, boy, a tip of the hat to them. And uh, you know all the hospitality and restaurant owners and. Um, it, it's just been difficult, but, uh, you know, we all got to commit to stay inside and get this thing, you know, solved for us for Sioux Falls and, and move forward. Hey, thanks, thanks for joining for us. Yeah. Yep. Thanks for your time. You were very gracious with your time today, Tom. Okay. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. You got it. Commissioner of the Summit League, Tom Dupel, hopefully answering a lot of questions we all had, and he did. So there's that, and uh, we'll kind of... We'll kind of describe what we make of it a little bit when Mick Gary joins us at about 4.45 and a little bit more in the 5 o'clock hour. But up next, the big story of the day in the NFL, at least around here, whether it's a real true story or not, uh, 
the concept, oh, the imaginations of some Vikings fans running wild of Odell Beckham Jr. coming to the Vikings from the Browns in a trade. Here with Matthew Collar, who covers the Vikings up for scorenorth.com, thinks of it next on Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230, and KWSN.com. Hear the show on the radio? No problem. We're always live at KWSN.com and on the free, easy-to-download KWSN mobile app.